Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello, everyone. It is Pierce, host of the PJ's Cast. And if you enjoy listening to the PJ's Cast as much as we do recording it, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends no matter what platform you may be on. We love discussing the Chicago Blackhawks and, of course, the game of hockey. But we want to reach this out to a wider audience. And doing all those things really help us out. So once again, if you enjoy the PJ's Cast, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends. And I hope you guys enjoyed the upcoming podcast episode. PJ's cast. I'm your host Pierce. I have my friends Reagan and Charles, but we have a special guest, Corey, Courtney Lachlan. How's it going, Courtney? It's good. Um, I started my day off this morning talking hockey, and what better way than to finish my day talking some more hockey? You know, it's hockey season when you're just uh, yeah. 24/7 talking hockey. I know the first day today, I believe uh, Philadelphia beat Pittsburgh, and I think Montreal and uh, Toronto are playing right now. I forget what the score is that game, and then you got. Our Chicago Blackhawks, our Chicago Blackhawks place in the Tampa Lighting, and I think it's Vancouver, Edmonton, and then St. Louis, Colorado earlier. So a great day for hockey. And uh, yeah, Courtney, so you've been talking (laughs) hockey all day, but uh, not, uh, we're not going to talk hockey right now. I just want to ask you what you've been doing during quarantine, this whole COVID, this whole pandemic to stay sane. Like, have you been watching any uh, new TV shows, new books or new podcasts or any of that? Uh, I wish I was reading books and I wish I was listening to podcasts, um, but I really have not been. Um, To be honest with you, I picked up a new sport. I'm I'm a former athlete, played hockey in college. So I was like, what better way than to learn a new sport? Um, So I actually have spent like the last six or so months learning how to play tennis. Oh, how fun. (laughs) With my dad, which has gotten pretty competitive. He's only made me cry a couple times. (laughs) Um, That and um, I watched The Sopranos. I had never watched a single episode. Um, and I feel like that was something that like <laughs> I could dive in that I had to make a commitment to. It wasn't just like a one series and then you're done. Um, <laughs> so that's kind of what I've been doing. A lot of tennis. Um, yeah. And a lot of just watching, I guess, some shows here and there. I should have read more books, but I didn't. <laughs> yeah. I remember playing a uh, tennis only sports, but I never played it in real life, but uh, yeah. it's, it's better than real life. That's <laughs> <laughs> it, it's not easy though. And it, 
it's mentally taxing, like not only the physical, because I think just like, cause it's one-on-one and I played some, I played some mixed doubles too, but it's like, it, it's very challenging. I will say <laughs> it was not an easy sport. It's like, I can run across the court and hit a ball back, <laughs> but then you realize you have to do that multiple times and you have to hit it hard. It's like, it's, it's like, yeah. uh, it takes a lot of, it takes a lot out of you. I haven't really played it, but I actually kind of want to try it. So that's interesting. You should. It's a, it's uh, a great game mentally. Like I said, mentally, physically. Um, and it's just, I, I enjoyed it. It was fun. Well, that's good. In high school, I had to play in gym class all the time. And like, I loved it because it was so much fun, but I was so bad at it. And it just got <laughs> so frustrating so fast. Because I feel like it's a very frustrating game, right? Because you're like, well, I'll just hit the ball over the net. But you're like, oh, wait, I have to like get it within the lines and the paint yeah. and it can't go out of bounds. And I, it's it's a frustrating game for sure. I learned how to play Minesweeper during, the, during quarantine. <laughs> and I just was like, it is such a hard game to figure out. It's like one of the most difficult things to learn. Interesting. And like... Once I figured out how to play it, I'm like, oh, I sort of get this, actually. I learned so many things about myself during quarantine and tried different things. Oh, um, wait, had- wait, so like the Minesweeper on your computer? Yeah. Wow. It's one of those, like, I never understood it when I was younger, but like... I still don't understand I get it. <laughs> it is a weird game. I, I've tried beating it. It's not easy. Interesting. I didn't even know that was still a game. Like I didn't know you could still get it. Uh, you I know you can get it on your phone. Like you can just download it if you want. Yeah, it just sounds like something like th- that you did in the nineties, you know. <laughs> but <laughs> yes. it's just all this free time. It just. Yeah, I, when I was in quarantine, I picked up playing the guitar, which I'm somewhat decent at now, and I've also been doing this. So it's a uh, yeah, it's been even though it's been a t- tough time with the pandemic, at least it shows you to try new stuff, I guess. But uh, how many people have asked you to play Wonderwall? <laughs> no one yet because i haven't been around anyone unfortunately but uh, hopefully soon but uh <laughs> wait that's actually really impressive um that you learned to play the guitar i know i'm still learning a lot but i mean it's like i know a few chords and a few songs to play so you know as long as you just get play it every day and get better at it you know anyways enough about me i want to know more about you courtney um how did you so what exactly do you do for people who don't know who what you do I do kind of like a bunch of different things. Um, I have spent the last six seasons covering the Washington Capitals on NBC Sports Washington, um, kind of various different roles. I actually first started kind of as like a social media insider where I would talk about like what's trending around the caps and get fan opinions um, and those type of things. And then that kind of evolved into, I, I played college hockey myself. I coached college hockey. So that kind of evolved into. May I ask which college uh, you coached yeah. and played at? Um, so I played at SUNY Potsdam. It's a division three school um, in upstate New York. And so I played there and then I coached there after I graduated for two seasons as an assistant coach. Um, and then I actually moved back home. I'm from DC, Maryland, um, moved back home, continued my education, got my master's actually in sports marketing. And then this kind of opportunity opened up at NBC Sports Washington with kind of like a new role with their social media department and their pre and post game show. And then that kind of has evolved um, into, I would guess, a more analyst role um, and doing more technical things, I guess, with the caps. And I've done several different jobs with NBC Sports Washington. I worked a little bit with Monumental Sports and Entertainment and Monumental Sports Network doing 
different, various different social media shows and content. Um, this year, I unfortunately will not be back with NBC Sports Washington, given Aww. kind of the state of everything yeah. um, and the shortened season. And it's hey, it's it's tough times, kind of out there, kind of everywhere. Um, but kind of what I was doing today is actually my dad and I. For those that don't know, he played for the Caps, played long time NHL. Oh, I didn't know um, that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and so he actually is the color commentator for the Caps. Wow. Um, and so him and I actually today, this is literally what I spent my day doing, is we have been launching our own podcast slash show because with my dad's schedule, he usually used to travel with the team. And so this year they're not traveling as broadcasters, so they're staying at home. So him and I thought, Hey, we've always wanted to do this type of show. It's a father daughter talking hockey, doing all these things, talking lifestyle, talking beer, talking wine, talking food. And then obviously we'll mix in some caps here and there. (laughs) Um, And so that's kind of what we were busy doing today is getting ready to launch this show um, either tonight or actually tomorrow. What's uh, what's it called? So people can find it. Uh, So it's called family face off. Um, It'll be a podcast. Um, You can actually find it. Um, you can watch the visual show. So it'll be a whole visual component to it. Um, and you can find that it's called realfundc.com slash family face off. Um, and so again, it's just this, I, I'll say this one thing, this industry, this the sports and entertainment and hockey and journalism, like all of these things change <laughs> so much. Like when you ask what I do five minutes later, I'm not even sure what I do. <laughs> still trying to figure out the answer to that um because it's ever changing right and the industry is ever changing and social media and content and the way people consume um content it literally is changing by the minute all right so um since you got to cover the 2018 Stanley cup uh with the washington capitals how is that like because the washington capitals for this longest time were the team it's like yeah never can get it done and a lot of the blame was put on Ovechkin which was uh totally undeserved unfortunately you know he'd be point per game in the playoffs but uh you know he could never get that like uh that big win in that game seven whether it be against the Penguins or the Rangers but uh, in 2018 they finally broke the curse they beat Pitts they were down two nothing against Columbus they yeah. were I think they were a goal post away from going down three nothing and then like a bounce off of Lars Eller's leg or something <laughs> went in and then they never looked back they beat Pittsburgh they were down I think three to two in that game five and they came back and won and then they they were down three two against Tampa Bay they came back two back-to-back shots and then they just dealt with Vegas in the final what was it like finally watching that Caps team win especially after all the disappointment and misery that they had it was incredible. Actually, just hearing, hearing you tell that timeline and that storyline just, just gave me chills um, because it was such a special moment. I mean, look, I've grown up here my entire life, basically. I've been a Caps fan, I guess, by birth because my dad played for them and works for them and has been was involved with the organization for so long. Um, so for me, it was really special because I not only got to experience that with my dad, um, but also, and, and as a fan, but also as somebody who covered the team that year, um, I did almost every single game on NBC sports, Washington. Uh, it, it was truly magical and being down on seventh and F street in DC to see the thousands of fans that they came to DC without even really knowing really what hockey was to be honest some fans I remember talking to some fans before the game they're like this is my first hockey game I'm like 
you know that they're in Vegas, right? And they're playing the game on the Jumbotron. <laughs> but they were so excited that that the Caps, who have had such a tormented playoff history, that the city of D.C. was finally getting a championship. Um, it was truly special. And just the evolution of hockey in the D.C. area has changed drastically from women's hockey, girls hockey, boys hockey. I mean, I remember growing up and nobody... I would go to school and I'd be wearing a Caps jersey. They're like, what's that? Like, it'd be like, uh, you'd have those uh, days at high school. It'd be like, where are your favorite sports jersey? And I'd wear a Caps jersey. And no one, no one else would wear a Caps jersey. But now, everywhere you walk in Maryland, D.C., Virginia, and the whole D- DMV area, people are wearing Ovechkin jerseys. People are wearing Oshi jerseys. They're, they're, they finally feel like their city won a championship. And it, thanks to Ovechkin, right? He has done such a phenomenal job in youth hockey in the city and growing the game and I think that that that's been really special for me to watch in terms of how big of a hockey city DC has become yeah that's awesome besides Ovechkin lifting the lifting the cup which is one of the great (laughs) all-time cup raisings um what was your favorite moment of the playoff run Oh gosh. Um, it has to be Kuznetsov's overtime goal against the Pittsburgh yeah. Penguins. And I remember John Walton saying the demons have been exercised. I still get chills watching that. And I remember being in the studio and there's two different feeds in the studio, right? So you have like the actual game feed and then the TV that we were watching on was the couple second delayed feed. And so whenever there'd be like overtime or something, we'd make sure that we shut all the doors because we didn't want to hear the people that were in the studio watching the game or that were watching the real main feed scream or do anything before we heard it. Um, And I I remember this as it's so clear to me um, because we all heard the people scream, even though our doors were shut and we're like, wait a second, is this a good scream? Is this a bad scream? What's going to (laughs) happen? And all of a sudden we see Kuznetsov come down and we were like, Oh my gosh, they had video cameras on us. They they recorded the whole thing and it was probably like some of the most raw emotion um, of people because it, it was that moment to me that I was like, the Caps are going to do it, right? Everything kind of had aligned. That year, uh, there was the goalie controversy, right? They had Philip Grubauer starting instead of Braden Holpe. Um, you talked about the double overtime and, and Lars Zeller, they go down 2 nothing against Columbus and it's kind of like, what is all happening? It really wasn't the story or narrative that I think people were looking for, for a Stanley cup team, but it was just one of those years where kind of everything aligned. Um, But yeah, for me, it was on the ice. I would say it was the Kuznetsov moment off the ice though. I have to say is when they went drinking in the Georgetown waterfront and in the fountains, (laughs) all time uh, cup celebration. (laughs) What was the moment where you thought, yeah, this team could finally do it. Oh, I feel like there were a couple. There's a couple moments in that entire Stanley Cup run, right? The Lars Elver overtime, the Kuznetsov. And then then there was the save, right? And versus Vegas. And you're like, okay, like what just happened? And I think it was one of those games too where Brooks Orpik scored and he hasn't scored. I don't even think he ever scored a playoff goal. And we're like, (laughs) wait a second. If you're like, but that's playoff hockey, right? Is you have these unsung heroes. You have the guys that don't get on the score sheet. Exactly. And it was just one of those, I don't know, you just this feeling where like everything was finally clicking and everything happened. I mean, you had guys being suspended right I'm pretty sure like Tom Wilson was suspended or Backstrom was out versus the Penguin series you're like what is happening and they still end up winning so I don't I remember always talking to my dad and he was like in order for a team to win a Stanley Cup playoff like 
all the stars have to align, right? And I, I think that's what happened that year in 2018 is just everything aligned for them to have success to win the cup. Mine was like the back-to-back shutouts, like especially against a high-powered team against Tampa. I'm like, wow, yeah. the Capitals might oh, yeah. be able to get it done. Yeah, I forgot about Tampa. <laughs> and then they go to, right? They were they they lost three straight, yeah. I believe, right? Yeah, yeah. it was crazy. They won the first two and then they lost three and then they won the last yep. two. And then, they, yeah, yeah, crazy. All right. So obviously the Capitals uh, win in 2018 was incredible. I think it's my favorite non-Blackhawks cup win of my lifetime. Like watching the Ovechkin finally raise the cup. Yeah, definitely. So like, what was it like for you guys having to like go up against like Vegas considering like it had been, it was like their first like year in the league. And like, I feel like nobody really was really expecting them to go as far as they did. So what was that like having to go up against such like a powerful team in their first season? This is interesting about Vegas, right? Because everybody kind of called them like the golden misfits, right? Because it was literally like they're pull, like they were phenomenal. They have still a great roster and they're pulling from these, uh, all the great players or players that teams couldn't handle because they were under the cap or they had to get rid of in the expansion draft. Um, I thought it was a really cool storyline because you have this expansion team, right? Going into the, Stanley Cup final like I did, I thought that was a really neat storyline but also of players that had been all around the league right and like I said they called them the golden misfits because they were the guys that all these teams let go in the expansion draft um even Nate Schmidt who was on exactly, the team last there exactly Nate Schmidt um I feel like though if I were to like if I could go back and like pick another team I don't know if I'd want it to be Vegas because I didn't feel like it had like that big pomp and circumstance of like Vegas and I don't know, like Colorado or, or some other team, right? Because it was, or Caps in, in Colorado, it was, it was Vegas. And you're like, who's Vegas? Like, who is this team and where did they come from? Um, but I think it was cool. I think it was great for Vegas, great for the city um, and just, and great for hockey to have a team that was an expansion league team, literally make the Stanley cup finals in their first year. Yeah, I felt like if any team was going to beat that first year Cinderella, it would definitely be Ovechkin winning the cup. Totally, totally. Anyways, um, so again, obviously the 2018 cup was uh, great, but uh, they've lost in the first round in 2019 against Carolina 2020 to the New York Islanders and uh, Alex Ovechkin and Nick Backstrom and all those guys aren't getting any younger. So do you think the signings that they made this offseason, signing guys like Connor Sherry, um, getting Zdeno Char and Justin Schultz. Do you think that's enough to push them um, uh, to another Stanley Cup? And, I, and another thing, uh, Peter Laviolette being the coach. Whew, that's a lot. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I guess their off-season moves, is that enough to help them maybe get to at least another deep playoff run? I hope so. The one thing that I'm very hopeful for is the new coach. And uh, here's the thing, like when you have a coach, uh, you had Barry Trotz and you had, Todd Reardon and when when Reardon took over for Barry Trotz he still coached under Barry Trotz right so when I look at that it's kind of the same message right so these guys and these players in the locker room have had a similar message from a coach for six seasons and I think sometimes as a player you get kind of numb and deaf to the message that they're trying to tell you and I think there's a lot of players on the caps that need some buttons to be pushed. Like I want to see the Kuznetsov from the 2018 playoffs. Where has he been? Right. And I'm hoping that a coach like Peter Laviolette can come in. He doesn't need to make any wholesale changes really, right. Just a couple tweaks to a system, maybe a new message, a new way of motivating players 
to get them to that next level. Look, they've had two very brutal, awful, disappointing first round playoff exits with a still very good team. I do worry about their age. Um, they're one of the oldest teams in the hockey, in the National Hockey League. Um, so that is something that still worries me a little bit. But I think one of the biggest things that they that Brian McClellan wanted to do, the GM, was to tighten up their blue line. And you mentioned some of the additions that they had. Uh, they get Schultz. They get Chara. They have eight guys now in terms of their decor that have all played in the NHL and have all been regulars. So to me, that's a great sign. And Schultz, I'm excited to see what he can do. He's a mover. He's a shaker. He can move the puck. He's coming from Pittsburgh. They have a very similar style of play as Washington does with Latang and in terms of the systems that they want to play. Um, I hope so. I will say this, that I feel like the window of that happening is closing quickly. Yeah. <laughs> as you said, with Ovechkin and Backstrom um, not getting any younger. And then they sign a guy like Chara, um, who's not young either. Um <laughs> So I I am a little skeptical about their window, but I still think that they maybe have one or two seasons left to make a push for that cup again. Yeah, what I've heard about Peter Laviolette is that he's like kind of in the first few years of each new team. He brought Philadelphia to the cup final in 2010. He did the same yep. with Nashville in 2017 and maybe hoping that they can do that with Washington. And thing with Laviolette, I've heard of Laviolette, again, I don't know him personally, but I've heard he's kind of a coach that uh, – uh, he's very passionate. He's very vocal, and you'll kind of give them that kick in the ass that they might yeah. need, for lack of a better term. Yeah. And uh, and as, as same with Zdeno Chara. You know, the guy. I think he turns forty-four, and he's he's captain the team to the Stanley Cup before. And I think again, I don't know if there was complaints to see. Again, I wasn't in the locker room, but uh, again, no. kind of just to give him that kick in the kick in the kick yeah. in the ass. So like Chara's like, no, we're not going to do this. You know, so washington's always an intriguing team for me and it's it was interesting to hear your uh perspective on it uh we don't want to keep you too long and we actually don't want to be here too long because i think the blackhawks just started playing and oh. thankfully <laughs> thankfully they haven't been scored on yet so that's a good sign but uh yeah before we end things off uh reagan has a question for you and then charles is going to throw some uh, lightning round questions at you sure so i'm currently like a sports management major in school like i'm still getting my arms so, like my undergrad yeah as a woman in the sports industry because it's like a more like male dominant industry do you ever feel like, for like a lack of a better word to phrase, like the cards are kind of like against you a little bit? Like, how do you overcome that? Or like, do you feel like it's kind of just like the same as any other job? Oh, gosh. Um, it's hard. It's a challenge. Um, and I, I think what makes women in sports more difficult than any other profession is that we're still just trying to break in, right? I mean, we've seen so many headlines in the last several months about, first women this, first women GM of a baseball team, first women coach. I mean, the the, the Capitals just hired their first women uh, video coach yeah, and, or even that. coach in general in their whole organization, right? So and the Blackhawks, I think the, they signed uh, Kendall Coyne in Rockford too. Ex- exactly. Um, and so I feel like, I feel like this is a huge movement for women to move into sports and to, to into a male dominated area. But I, it's challenging. I'm not going to lie. I can't sugarcoat it and say here, Oh, everything's been so easy. Or, um, I've had it just as easy as some of the men. It's, it's, it's challenging and it is really hard. And I I feel like what makes it even more, what makes it more difficult is hockey, right? Like hockey is still a really male dominated sport, but I feel like white male particularly. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Go into the hockey industry. Yeah. And I feel like it starts though, with youth hockey, right? Like if you're not getting the girls to play, if you're not getting the women's women to play, then they're never going to branch into 
I'm not just saying you have to play hockey in order to be in sports, but that's what helps grow the game. And that's what helps get women's and girls eyeballs on, wow, if she can play hockey, then I can do that too. Right. And so I feel like women's hockey has grown. Um, I still think it has a lot of room for growth. I know that NBC sports is airing the first ever female That's women's awesome. hockey game, I'll definitely be watching which, that. which is fantastic, which is the first week of February, I think, or the, one of the weeks um, for their Isabel cup. So I just, I, I think we're definitely moving in the right, right direction. Um, I wish it was easier. <laughs> I wish I could give you a better answer than that, but I would just, just keep one foot in front of the other and, and just keep going for it because I feel like doors will open a lot for women. Thank you. Alrighty. Uh, Charles, you want to ask the lightning round questions? <clears throat> oh, sure. <laughs> um, so the first one is what is your favorite movie? Oh my gosh. Mighty Ducks D2. <laughs> Good answer. No one says the first one normally. So. No, 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 no. <laughs> D2 well, the, all the way. <laughs> the better jerseys. Yes. And the second one is what is your favorite album? Oh man. Or like band or song or like any of that, any of that like music related. Um Adele 21. Oh yeah. Classic, classic. Well, these are hard. These these are the hardest (laughs) questions that you've asked me all Zoom call. (laughs) And then uh final of these questions is what's your favorite show? Now we've really stumped you, eh? <laughs> Honestly, these are the hardest calls of the. These are the hardest questions of the call. You don't um, have to. You don't have to like list just one. You can list off multiple if you want to make it a bit easier. Okay, so I got to be honest with you. I've watched in its entirety the show Lost twice. I That's a lot of hours lost, watching that watched show. Lost, unfortunately, it's a lot of TV shows I still haven't watched. It's good. It's good. This I, is a. Uh... This is a little bit of a random question. What are your thoughts on the Capitals reverse retro jersey? Do you think it's really good? Do you think it's like, like, what do you think about it? Do I have to answer that? <laughs> I mean, I love the jersey. It's like my favorite reverse retro. So it's really? Just, oh. I love it. Okay. Um, I like it. I just think it's a lot. The eagle is yeah. huge. The capitals across the bottom, the capital logo on the shoulder. I like the streamlineness of it. I just, I feel like either get rid of the capitals or make the bird a little smaller. I yeah, I would have done the word mark to get rid of. Yeah. yeah. I like it, but I, I feel like it's a lot. It's kind of a lot, but not a lot happening at the same time. All right. So the last and two most important questions that I have to ask you, um, the second last one being, do you think Ovechkin breaks Gretzky's all-time goal-scoring record? I think if you would have asked me this last time or this time last year, I maybe would have said yes, but these shortened seasons, man, are killing him. They're yeah. killing him. One thing you'll never be able to take away from Ovechkin is even if he doesn't break the record, I think he is the greatest goal scorer of all time, like no matter what happens. So you can never take that away from him. And the guy, I was like looking this up the other day. He has nine rocket rashards, which is just ridiculous. I think he'll get the shots record, though. I think he'll get that one at least. Yeah. He'll get something, but I think these shortened seasons are are not being very friendly to him. Yeah, and he's a father now. Father time catches up to everyone, but uh, you know, Russian Russian machine never breaks, so you never (laughs) know. That's true. Playing wing also helps, you know, like wingers normally have longer careers, so if anyone can break it, I think he could, because in my opinion, he's the best pure goal scorer in NHL history. Oh, not even close he is. Yeah. Um, 
And the thing is, he's stayed pretty healthy over his career. Like, he hasn't had any long-term injuries, not that I yeah, can think of. So, no, nah, yeah, I was going to say knock on wood. But, <laughs> I got a wood yeah, table. We're good. The, the guy, the guy's a tank. So, but uh, the yeah. last and most important question, do you think pineapple belongs on pizza? No. <laughs> yes. I like that. Voice. Yes. No, <laughs> I like that. I'm personally not a pineapple um, uh, pizza person, but I also um, am of the belief if like if it's pizza, pizza's pizza. Like if it's the only pizza there, I'll eat it. But I'm preferably no pineapple on pizza. Okay, so. but do you dip your pizza in ranch? Yes, I do. I've I've never done that before, but I have heard of <gasps> oh, that. You need to do it. You need to do it. Oh my, my gosh! Bro- my brother and sister did it, and I'm like, "Why do you guys dip it in ranch? Isn't that so weird?" And then they like put me on, and I'm like, "Oh my god, this is the best thing ever!" Next time, dip it in ranch, and then dip it in hot sauce. Oh my gosh, that sounds good. See, maybe it's because I'm from the Midwest, so I like ranch is kind of like a staple here. I feel like. Oh so yeah, we still like used to it, but it's so good. Ranch and hot sauce, great combo. All right. Thank you so much, Courtney, for coming on. I love your uh, enthusiasm and hot takes, and hopefully we can talk again <laughs> later course. this season with the Capitals. Of course. I'd love on. to come back anytime. Thank you guys for having me. Awesome. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Thanks, you too.